This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. And I had to remind him that he was a black person, so he can't vote for Donald Trump. Here's Jerry Callahan. Well, that was fun. The uh, Cam Newton era in New England was a blast. I can't believe some people actually thought Newton was going to have a better season than Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. What a bunch of fools. Uh, We'll get into that. It was a dreadful, it was an all-time uh, clunker uh, for the New England Patriots. We got all the numbers. It's it's bad. It is bad for the first time in the Belichick era. I'd say they've hit rock bottom, um, and Brady has not. We'll, we'll we'll get into that. And I thought Donald Trump was a fool for sitting down with Leslie Stahl and sixty minutes. I take it back. It was genius. I don't often say that about Trump with and his interactions with the media, but he exposed. Leslie, for what she is, an absolute moron. It was a great move by DJT. Also, have you ever done, have you ever had done to you what Hunter Biden had done to him? I I haven't. I know I haven't lived, but uh, we'll go around the room, see if anybody has uh, had an experience like Hunter had. <laughs> this uh, female friend on the latest Hunter Biden video to break. Um Plus, uh, Chelsea Handler has a warning to uh, her African American friends: if you know, if you vote Trump, you know, essentially, if you vote Trump, you ain't black. We'll play you that racist hag's latest uh, screed and a um, little, uh, little back and forth with a Boston, a Boston reporter about uh, you know why Mookie Betts left Boston. I I gotta say, I didn't know, I didn't realize. It was my fault. Now you've done a lot. You've killed Aaron Hernandez. You got rid of. Uh, <laughs> what can't you do, Jerry? That's a good point. That's a good point. We're getting all that on the uh, Callahan podcast today. Brought to you as always by DCU. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? Who doesn't? Well, it's no problem here, right? Refinance your car today with DCU and they could help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy and then loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, insured by NCUA. Membership required. All right, you heard him. It's Turtle Boy. Turtle Boy is back. Um, Dave Cullinane is here after fighting you know for my honor on twitter with uh boston not boston globe what is gasper now not globe uh, channel five which is really local, strange. local tv guy you know um i thought tv was about um you know like just just the news like why why can that guy then go share his opinion which is uh, i don't know have you, is he, have you seen him i haven't seen who, who even watches any of the local tv stations i don't even know who the people are anymore but uh he, you know, fell in the line with everybody else and said, you know, Mookie Betts left here because, you know, the climate, the, the racist climate. And I've said this a thousand times. I'll say it again before we get to, uh, you know, the Cam Newton era, which pretty much seems to be winding down fast. We'll get we'll mention this. Mookie Betts left. The, the reason he left is he hated it here. He didn't want to be here. It didn't really matter how much the Red Sox offered him. I mean, I'm, I'm OK blaming the Red Sox for letting the second best player in baseball walk away and good luck to Mookie. He's about to, he's probably going to win a, uh, a world series is his game uh, six tonight. When is game six? I don't, I don't even know. I don't think it's tonight. I think it's tomorrow. Tomorrow. No, yeah. I watched, I watched uh, about an inning last night. It was great. The Tampa Bay tried to steal home guy on Tampa, just 
decide to steal home. It was stupid. You know, he was thrown out, but he, it was fun. How often do you see a guy try to steal home in the World Series? I'm rooting for Tampa, but either way, the Red Sox look bad, so, you know, I can't lose. But Mookie Betts left because he didn't like it here and wanted out. They traded him. They could have waited and let him walk away as a free agent. It wasn't much the Red Sox could do. And I guess Chris Gasper from uh, from local TV station, former Globy, said – that it was some radio guys or it was the it was the climate, the tone that we set in the city because we did not believe Tory Hunter. Tory Hunter. Adam Jones. Played. Adam Jones. No, uh, I think we're talking about Tory Hunter. Oh, it's both. Okay. I don't believe either of them, but the, my, Adam Jones is a thousand times more believable than Tory Hunter. Right, but you guys weren't on the it, airwaves when Tory Hunter happened. No, so but that was that, that was uh, Gasper's like defense, right? So he starts by talking about Adam Jones, right? That the irrelevant radio guys make a comment questioning that situation. So that's why Mookie left. And then to back up his point later in the day, he uses a press release about uh, Tory Hunter. So he's just he's mixing the two stories. So Tory Hunter just made up a story about Boston. Said a group of kids were chanting the N words, and the adults all around them were laughing. Just completely made it up. Nobody believes it. Nobody in the Red Sox front office and ownership believes it. But they put out this lame press release because they have biggest pander and pukes in the world, saying Tory's experience is real, not true. You know, not supported by facts or evidence. They know it's not. They know it's not. I know for a fact that they don't believe him. How do you know for a fact? And the evidence Chris Gasper from former Globy, you know, typical Globy, gives is that press release. That's evidence that what Tory Hunter said was true. It's it's laughable on its face because they don't even say it's true. They just say they had seven complaints last season at Fenway about from uh, racist comments the boston red sox if you're wondering why uh, nobody likes them nobody roots for them right now it's because there's been, never been a professional team that has done more to denigrate their own fans i mean these are loyal fans of they used to be and at every turn the ownership of the boston red sox calls them their loyal customers their fans their supporters racist they don't need evidence. You know, they can make it up, <clears throat> but they never fail to point out that their fans, Boston fans, are the biggest racists in the world. All I do, all I've ever done is defend them when the evidence is really flimsy, like with <clears throat> Adam Jones and then more so with Tory Hunter. They're using the Red Sox ownership because they know when they make up a story about racist kids chanting the N-word and all the adults around them laughing, which anybody and everybody who goes to Fenway knows, that's totally made up. Everybody knows. Chris Gasper knows that's made up. I mean, Chris Gasper's evidence that he pointed out, he just says he tweeted out reality check and he gave a June 10th press release from the Red Sox in the middle of the George Floyd protests saying, you know, Tory Hunter's experience is like there's no evidence there whatsoever. He just tweeted out a cliche little like thing that the Red Sox just spit out saying racism is bad. Like what he says is real. We should believe survivors. And like, that's not evidence at all. What are you talking about? But also evidence, there's 36,000 witnesses that were in the stadium that day. And not one person has not one has heard it. No, but also to think that the best player in baseball would base his decision off two radio hosts, just simply questioning the situation take away whether it happened or not just simply asking the question 
is one of the most ridiculous takes <laughs> probably in the history of Boston sports. But it's the woke take. It's the globe take. It's the, you know, the, you know, the, the safe take to say, oh, yeah, and, and you wouldn't believe it. I mean, I commented on it. On I know you did, Dave, and you did, Turtle Boy, on Twitter. And, you know, you get a bunch of responses and half of them, you never think, you know, anyone's racist. Believe me, there are racists out there. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. Well, you know, of course there are. And, of course, it's happened before at Fenway. I know the history. I know what Pinky Higgins did. You know, when Jackie Robinson tried out for the Red Sox, he didn't even get a, a, a shower afterwards. He said, get that N-word off the field. I know Tom Yockey hired that guy. I know Tom Yockey looked the other way when – Don Fitzpatrick, his clubhouse attendant, was uh, terrorizing young black boys, clubhouse kids. He was True. forcing himself on them. And and I think Yaki knew, and I think he looked the other way. There was real problems here. This story, uh, this alleged thing that happened to Tory Hunter is 100% made up, and everyone knows it. And the response is, you know, you're, you know, you're the problem. Can't you just admit they're a racist? Well, I thought we were talking about the specific incident. I hate that when people just dismiss it and say, oh, sure, there are racists, of course. I mean, look, look at there was a racist the other day in uh, you know South Carolina. There was an incident. I mean, so look, true. of course yeah. it happened in Boston. Uh, I mean, did you say that when Jussie Smollett claimed that two MAGA hat-wearing guys jumped them? Yes, they did say that, actually. Right. They, of course they, they all fell for it. Did Chris Gasper believe that? Of course he did. Of course he did. He's, he's probably and, still going to tweet up. Kamala Harris still has a tweet up about it. <laughs> she hasn't taken it down. And my favorite is, why would he lie? I'm like, what What the heck? What world are you living in? He lies because, A, you know, Adam Jones lied. And the next day he got a standing ovation. And everybody in the country was like, poor Adam Jones. You know, someone- he lied because he was frustrated. He got peanuts thrown at him. Like, they were be- probably being assholes to him. So he lied. Right. He embellished a little. And, and by the way, who won that little battle? Uh, Adam Jones against the uh, Red Sox fans in center field. He was getting heckled, I have no doubt. Uh, and he... He you know, won that battle because he accused them of racism and everyone bought into it and gave him a standing ovation and started saying how awful Boston is. That's the goal if you're a Tory Hunter is to he surrender. You have no doubt, but you're making an educated guess. You're still guessing. You have no proof that the, he was being heckled. You know, I'm not trying to like. You know, I assume he was. That's, that's the way it works. That's, 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 correct. But, so why I just don't understand why it's wrong to question whether or not there was evidence of a situation. It's not wrong. Don't get it's why, not wrong at all. why people are called racist because they're just asking questions about well, why didn't anybody speak up? Why wasn't there camera footage? Why, why like just ask the fucking question? Nobody's gonna get hurt over it. But apparently got, somebody got so hurt over it that they wouldn't accept millions of dollars. They felt they felt the need they had to leave town because they were so hurt over it, apparently, according to Chris Gale. True. I just think, you know, Mookie Betts is a good, you know, he's a simple country guy. I thought he was going to go back to Atlanta. He didn't like the city. He didn't like the, the culture. He probably didn't like ownership. Nobody does. Yeah. He probably knew Sam Kennedy was a big phony. He probably knew what, you know, that John Henry didn't give a damn about him. You know, he didn't care. I mean, he probably knew, you know, Tom yeah. Warner is the, the guy Correct who me if I'm wrong. Mookie Betts was traded. Yeah. He was traded. So Jerry Callahan did not trade Mookie Betts. The Red Sox management did. Maybe you should ask them, why did you trade your star black player for nothing? Huh? Right. Because like, wh- you didn't want to pay him? You don't think a black man deserves to be paid fair market value? How come the right. Globe doesn't do that? Oh, right. Because the same people who own the Globe own the Red Sox, and they'll never be able to have that conflict. They traded their best 
black position player, their best black pitcher. And they said, you know, those damn racists on uh, talk radio, we got to do something about them, you know? And, 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 and not only did they denigrate their fans again, but they said that the radio, uh, us, we on the, uh, you know, morning radio were the problem that they've gotten lots of complaints and you know they're not happy with, with the morning radio. Like they, like that should matter. They shouldn't be happy. If anyone was, I mean, obviously you can't, they win, they won. You'll, they'll never get criticized again by morning radio in Boston. They certainly won't, uh, you know, hear any questions about, you know, uh, Tory Hunter made this accusation on my old time slot and no one pushed back. They said, Oh, that's awful. You know what the next question was when he made up that story? What do you have to say to the skeptics? The next question is why do people need evidence? That's oh, that what was a Danielle question. By, uh, that was a Danielle question. Danielle, yeah. yeah. She said, Why I'm do people, I don't understand why do people need evidence? That's what that's that to me is the ultimate proof that the Red Sox have won. They've destroyed the station. They have nothing but uh toadies and 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 you know, bootlickers on there now. Just what are, also that statement was made on Felger Maserati, right? And, and so what does that say, by the way, that on 98.5, they're basically saying that Mookie Betts wakes up every day and listens to the competitor of 98.5? I don't know. But, you know, Mookie's about to win a World Series. He's never looking back. The Red Sox, do they even have any black guys anymore? I didn't notice. I haven't watched a Red Sox game in a long time. I didn't watch I haven't either. You know, nobody has any interest. They're dead. As a product, as an entity, they are so dead, and it couldn't happen to a better bunch. Uh, I that's guess a, that's the number one show in this city. Like, could you imagine that somebody was on the phone? What, what are you talking about? What show? The Felger and Maz. Like somebody's making that statement and nobody in the room being like, what the back. fuck yeah. are you talking about? You lunatic. Yeah, like, that's, like, that's where I thought Gasper just said it on Twitter. I didn't know he did it on the radio. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. that's the initial clip that uh, Dave played. And he's talking to Tony Maz and, you know, Felger, Mr. Edgy, tough guy. He didn't have anything to say about that. Hmm. No, and we give, we always give Jim Murray credit. He's just sitting there w- w- listening to that bullshit. I don't know. It's just crazy to me. I guess at the end of the day, nobody's, nobody's, no, no, nobody's going to push back. Nobody. Those days are over. The, 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 those people are gone. Nobody's ever going to push back. You can just say. We will, Jerry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yes, we will. Here here on the Callahan Podcast, we will do our best to push back. Um, I tell you what, um, I was uh, looking forward to the Cam Newton era. In New England, you know, star black quarterback who dresses like a uh, you know, like a lunatic, uh, a lot of personality. I got a question for you, uh, Colin, in a radio question. Yes, is Cam Newton still the best interview in Boston history? Well, let's see what he has to say today. Maybe he'll be an open book, and maybe he'll uh, take the blame. Uh, you know, I my prediction was I'm, I'm I'm guilty. I said he would play more games and win more games than Brady because I thought a couple reasons he had a the best coach he's ever had in Belichick. Josh McDaniels is good. And he had a weak division, weaker than, than Brady. Uh, he hasn't even started playing. They haven't played the Jets yet, you know. <laughs> and it we still have like, three of the 14. We still have the Arizona Cardinals who looked pretty goddamn good last night. Yes, the Rams we still have left. The Ravens we have left. Like, there's a, the Bills twice. Uh, the Bills it's not this easy. Uh, and right now they're trailing the Bills uh, by two and a half games in the standings already. I think... That was the most disastrous day in Foxborough since before Belichick and Brady, since since Rod Rust was the head coach. What you saw yesterday in Foxborough was a debacle, a disaster at any level. I mean, you can you can look at the. I mean, in the last 
three weeks, New England has 11 giveaways and two touchdowns. I, I mean, though, and the giveaways, Jerry, they're not even close. close. Like the throws Kim's are making are like backyard football. Like a high school a quarterback would just shake his head and say, Jesus, that wasn't even close. I was going to rate the three picks and say which was the worst. I, I don't, I can't tell you. They were all absolutely awful throws. Awful. The one off, I guess off uh, uh, Edelman's hands was, uh, it was behind. It was a terrible throw, but at least there was a receiver who could touch it. The other two, there was no receiver who even came close to touching it. It was one of the worst games. I know he was nine for 15. Uh, one of the worst games I've ever seen a quarterback play. And I'll tell you the most alarming, the most alarming thing. It's the first three game losing streak in 18 years, which is incredible in the NFL. 18 years. They got embarrassed by a team that had no uh, Nick Bosa. Oh, Joey was No Nick Bosa. No Nick Bosa. No safeties. They lost both their safeties last year. They're missing and, all their uh, running backs. And, they, and all these fill-ins, nobodies. And by the way, who's Wilson Jr.? Anyway, Jeff Wilson Jr. That's running back in the NFL, apparently. <laughs> yeah. That's running I mean, back in the NFL. Where did he? I don't have him on my fantasy team. I wish I did, but I mean, this guy's running through them like nothing, like they're not even there. The worst home loss in Bill Belichick's Patriot tenure, which, if you haven't checked lately, is okay. 20- that's got to come with an asterisk, though. With the home, stop with the home. Like home, ma- home doesn't matter if the stadium's empty, Jerry. Well, you know, it's not the best home field advantage, but they certainly have great numbers. Or there's no one in the stadium at, at home. And I'm not sure um, if this is good or bad. You tell me. I'm looking at the, the stats for Cam. In the NFL, he's 27th in QB rating. He's 29th in yardage and 33rd in touchdown passes. There's two quarterbacks on one there team. with 32 teams. teams. And Cam Newton, your former MVP, your star. Is, it, is that the Bears? The Bears have more. Is it Trubisky and Foles have more touchdowns than them? Is that what it is? I mean, he's. Uh, How are you 33rd in a 32-team league? <laughs> Uh, backup guys. Yes. Guys who filled in. Let me, let me go to TD. It's gotta be the bears and tell you who he's Cam Newton is tied with Brent, Brett Rippon. Oh, that guy. He's good. He's a backup. Nick Mullins. He's a backup. He's trailing <laughs> Sam Darnold. Jeff Driscoll has more touchdown passes. Jim Darnold's missed half the season. <laughs> Wayne Haskins has more touchdown passes. Wayne Haskins hasn't played in weeks. And uh, watch out because uh, Andy Dalton's out. He's probably going to – Andy Dalton only has one. Jarvis Landry has as many – oh, he has only one touchdown passes. One touchdown pass. And Jared Stidham has one. So uh, it is is a disaster. It's hard to believe it's the same guy who looked so damn good in Seattle uh, in, in defeat, but he looked great. I'll tell you what's what's the most alarming thing. If you're a Patriot fan and you're watching this, there's two things I say all the time. And we, we've seen some uh, – right now, the NFL, there's like 20 good quarterbacks. I mean, some are better than others. Obviously, Russell Wilson's amazing. Russell Wilson is leading Cam Newton in touchdown passes 22 to 2. <laughs> 22 to 2. He's kind of good. You know, Because I'm a stat guy. Stat guy, Turtle Boy, I did this for you. Russell Wilson's on a 57 touchdown uh, pass pace. He's on pace for 57 touchdown passes. Cam Newton's on pace for 5.3. That's not good. That is not good. 57 to, three, uh, to five if this plays out, if they keep this pace up, but which they won't. Because I mean, 
the end of that Denver game, not enough. Uh, that throw that he threw on fourth down to Nikhil Harry, that wasn't. He was wide open, and he just didn't even come close to hitting him. Like the guy can't throw. Obviously, he just he's a mobile quarterback. I I thought he had a cannon. He's just not even close. It looks ridiculous when he throws. He ain't. It's it's not gonna work. Um, there there's just so many good quarterbacks. I was looking at. Uh, you know, the list of obviously the stats and the Patriots might have the worst quarterback situation. They're not going to get Trevor Lawrence, some the Jets and the Jaguars, the, uh, you know, Jets will probably get him and they'll trade Sam Donald and they won't trade him New England. But How about, I mean, can I ask, uh, who, who is available? What quarterbacks were available when they took Sony Michelle in the first round of the draft two years ago? I don't know. We'll, we'll two years ago. Get we'll check that. I'd like know. to know what quarterbacks they passed up on for Sony Michelle. I don't know. But if you want to, if you want to sound like a real sports radio guy, just start ranting about how they took uh, 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 Harry Nikhil Harry over DK Metcalf. Well, first of all, what would DK Metcalf be on this team if Cam Newton's the quarterback? DK really Metcalf fast. would be Nikhil Harry. Probably right. I mean, Nikhil Harry. Uh, you know, we don't know if Nikhil Harry's out yesterday. That's true. It's it's hard to do do anything when you don't have a quarterback. But right. you look at all look at all the guys like Kyler Murray last night. Just an amazing player who's going to be around for the next you know fifteen years. Uh, you, and you get guys like Josh Allen with these you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes. You got veterans like uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady who are time out time out. Guess who was taking one pick after? Uh, you, I, I know where. Yep, my guy. One pick. Um, <laughs> Fantastic huh? MVP quarterback MVP fantastic. One pick Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson yeah. went one pick after Sony Michelle. Wow, like yeah. that's that that's the legacy of Bill Belichick right there. Is just when you just don't get uh, he blew off the draft Jerry so many years in a row drafting punters and kickers and long snappers in the fifth round and trading away picks and then all of a sudden he decides he's going to use a first round pick and what does he do he picks a goddamn running back which is the most plug and play position in the NFL they did, I mean this as, is as the as the Niners showed just take some guy. Whenever fourth round, eighth round, you know, free agent, and and you know, if you give him a hole, he'll hit the hole, and he'll do it until he gets hurt. That's how it works. There, I say all the time, the running backs don't matter. Running games matter, but they're these guys are replaceable. What's his face? Who was on the cover of Sports Illustrated for the uh, Patriots? Who ran for two hundred yards, and then uh, we like oh, the big pack of Notre Dame, Jonas Gray. Yeah, week later, he showed up late for a meeting, and you never saw him again. That's <laughs> it. That's the end of it. There's literally nothing like running backs. There's only so much they can do. If the hole is not there, they're getting tackled. Period. There's literally unless you're a catch, a pat, like a, a Christian McCaffrey, and you're going to catch a hundred balls a year, or even like a James White. Like he has a use to him because he's got a different dimension to his game. But if you're just a running back like Sony Michelle, and you just run the ball first round, and why the hell would Bill Belichick to do that? Except to like show like, oh, I'm one, I'm smarter. I, I see something here that you guys don't see. Well, there turns out there's nothing to see there. He's well, just mediocre. I, I, I you know, point out the stats suck. Cam Newton's stats are unbelievably bad. And, to, you know, the Patriots are going through the worst stretch they've gone through in the Belichick era. Uh, it was about, what, three weeks ago, and there was a call to sign Cam Newton to a long-term deal because he's going to be a free agent. 
that is that is over. I mean, also to point out what a great interview he is and what a fancy shop. Well, I think personally, I think if he spent like fifty percent of his time focusing on football instead of his wardrobe, we'd see a different Cam Newton. Good point. That'd be my take. Yeah, you believe that? You don't actually believe that? No, I don't fucking believe. Do we have, okay. Jeff, do we have Jeff Garcia's rant? You can do yeah. that. When you lose, you and you dress like that. You open yourself up to criticism. You go into this game, two touchdowns, four interceptions. You throw, what, three more interceptions? You get yanked in the second half. There's nothing good going your way. Why are you dressing like that to bring more attention to yourself? I'd be trying to ask the equipment managers, put me in your jock sock cart and sneak me in the back door and I'll show up on the field and do Wait, the best that I can. Jeff, this sounds like you're speaking from too much experience here. This girl's hot, though. I want to keep watching. Oh, that, is that NFL Network? What is Jeff Garcia on? I think days? he's on like the local NBC Sports. And that's Sam. that's that, yeah. that's Kamala Harris with him, fake yeah. laughing. She's a, she's a ten, though. She is. Yeah, I should have. Yeah. I should have watched. I saw that, but I hate that fake laugh when a guy actually has a rant that's notable, that's actually interesting, and you say, "Oh, you know, what do you really think?" <laughs> fake laugh. Shut up and let him. Shut up. Let him You're win. not going to want to go through this list, Jerry, of the 2018 NFL draft. I would not recommend it. The the, the defensive player of the year, Darius Leonard, was taking like five picks afterwards, too. You think he wow. would be useful right now? I, I would say so. I'd take that Warner from uh, San Francisco, too. What a stud uh, he is. But um, two, three weeks ago, he was the best interview. He was a really sharp dresser, and he was a guy they had to sign. Um, it was a joke that Jared Stidham was even competing for the job. This was Two, three weeks ago. Now, I think yesterday was significant. Um, you, you've seen games where Brady was blown out uh, in the last, not a lot, but over the last 20, it's 19 years. The idea that you'd yank him uh, in the third quarter, it, it doesn't happen. It didn't happen. I happen to be in the car. Here's another notable, day, notable thing that happened in this game. I have not heard a re- Patriots game on the radio in 20 years. I didn't even know like what the guy sounded like who's on with Zoe. I mean, I just watched it on TV. I have not you thought you'd hear Gil Santos again. But it was such a bad game and it was not competitive. So I had things to do when I was in the car. And as soon as um uh Newton threw his third pick, a terrible pick, um, Zolak was saying, get him out of there. And I'm going, What? He says, Get him out of there, sit him down. I'm like, they're not really sitting him down already in third quarter. And lo and behold, he was right. They walk, Belichick walks over and taps him and says, you're done. And Newton, I guess, didn't care or whatever, didn't get upset. But that was a guy who was so bad, he was yanked in the third quarter. And 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 the guy who went in for him didn't look any better. You know, they don't have, you know, Stidham's not going to, you know, come out and practice and just win the job. After the game, Belichick was asked about Newton. You know, and he said, "Yeah, absolutely." Is he still your guy? And and by the way, Belichick grunted for t- ten minutes, and and there was all kinds of dead air. I, I saw the press conference, and he was typical Belichick: no answers, no nothing, except when asked if Cam Newton's still your guy. And he said, "Absolutely." And you know what? He has to say that. He has to do that. If he makes a switch now, like goes to Stidham, say Stidham looked good, and again, he didn't. He looked terrible. He threw another pick. Um, he looked very uncomfortable in the pocket. But if Belichick says, yeah, we're going with Stidham, what happens to Newton? 
I mean, no, but you're not going with Stidham. I mean, you the season is still salvageable, believe it or not. If you can beat the Bills, seven teams get in the playoffs this year. It's a little different. If you can beat the Bills this week, that would be obviously very big. And Cam Newton does give you – without Cam Newton, you're not going to beat the Bills. You just have to hope that, like, the old – the Cam Newton from the Seahawks game comes back. Right, but you lose him you know, mentally, emotionally. If you say, we're going with Stidham, you're a backup. Yeah, you can't do I that. Mean, Newton doesn't even I, – I would imagine they would cut him before the end of the season. He's not going to say – that game was close yesterday, Jerry, if, if that was like a 9-6 to six game and, and, and Newton had thrown three picks like that, they would not have pulled him. They pulled him because they were the game was not salvageable. But it was like pulling a pitcher who was getting shelled in a blowout. I mean, you'd pull him to save right. him from further embarrassment, from further you know picks. If you left him in there, you probably would have thrown you – know, A little different because the, the pitcher that's throwing nothing – that has nothing left in the tank is just going to get shelled. It's going to happen. Like Cam Newton could just suddenly give you a good play. No, you but, know, something, there's something – no, But here's, here's what Bell and, – and again, Stidham, you tell him you're back to being number two. He's fine. He's not going to do it not anything differently. But you tell Cam Newton he's now number two. He's gone mentally, phys- emotionally. He's gone. You're done. You you might as well cut him. That's the way I look at it. He's not going to be a con- content backup. But as we've said for 20 years with Brady, two things are uh, required to be a good NFL quarterback, and Brady had them better than anyone ever. And it's accuracy and decision making. Obviously, mobility is not the most important thing, a strong arm. You know, you don't have to be uh, Josh Allen or, or, or Jeff George, but you have to be accurate. Jeff George. I know who Jeff George is. Well, he's a you know, typical guy who had the great arm. And yeah, if only we had Jeff George, right. Two-cent head. But you see guys now like, you know, like Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Daniel Jones, guys who can throw Jeff it through George, a wall. Yeah. But – Cam Newton was so bad in both those areas. He made terrible decisions. He has no pocket presence, and he's incredibly inaccurate. Belichick knew that and and, and yanked him. But are you telling me that that's going to change? Like against the Bills this week, he's suddenly going to be accurate. He's going to make quick, smart decisions. He could. He did get to. He did win. What's your prediction? You're you're the gambler here. You know the. But I'm saying it could. Like, it's probably not going to happen, but it could. It cannot happen with Jared Stidham. It cannot happen. But I see, it I could think, happen with him. I'm not sure, and I think that's why Belichick you know, yanked him and why he you know, looks a little worried <laughs> because I'm not sure you flip a switch and Cam Newton is is accurate and, and, and quick. Oh, probably it's, not, but it, it mean, could happen. Really, he, you know, when he runs the ball, obviously he's a threat. He, that little run pass option is, is their best option. But he looks terrible in the pocket. I mean, he hung in the pocket a couple of times, and you're going, it's collapsing around you, Cam. You know that, don't you? It was like watching a rookie who'd never been, you know, seen NFL speed before. Um, and I'm going to guess it looks even worse on film right now. They're looking at it and go, what the hell happened to this guy? Maybe it was the COVID. Maybe COVID. Maybe COVID. Yeah. I saw it on CNN. Oh, he's coming down for a virus. Uh, he was never actually sick. You know that? Like, he never actually ha- – That's what you think. That's what you think. <laughs> no, it's what he's said. They've said I got no symptoms. He ruined his lungs, his heart, his head, everything. He's destroyed. He's that, was, that was by far the most dejected Patriots moment I think I've ever seen. And I, I think that was a worse, like, energy-wise. Like, Edelman looked more upset yesterday than a Super Bowl loss. It, and, it was, it was and, insane. And, you know, it's an excuse, and you don't want to hear it today, but his weapons suck. Yep. There's no – guys aren't getting open – 
but he's skipping balls. He's sailing balls. I mean, he's making terrible decisions. That second pick that he threw over the receiver who fell down, I think it was Bird, and they, they picked it off. I mean, it was a terrible decision. He's the anti, <clears throat> the anti Brady, and he's making and, terrible. And what made it worse is while this was happening, Tom Brady was just m- m- slicing up the Raiders' defense like 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 it was the same guy. Like, it, do we admit now that getting that this was a mistake? We should have held on to Brady for two more years. I think it's close to that point, but here's my – I predicted before the season is you can't just make a decision on Brady yet because when you're old, <clears throat> and we saw it with uh, a number of guys like uh, like Peyton Manning most recently, when you get old, when you're over the hill, that really shows up late in the year, November, December, because it's the wear and tear that that ruins guys in their 40s. It's the inability to recover and heal up like you used to. Um, I don't know how often he got hit yesterday. I was just watching the red zone, so I didn't see every play. But he's going to get hit. He's going to get banged up. There's going to be some struggles in December. That's my prediction. But, yes, it's not too late to say he's much, 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 much better than a 31-year-old Cam Newton. All right, today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. With me again, Dave McDonough. Dave, we got the election just around the corner, so give me a little CNBC-esque, a little Rick Santelli, some would say. Uh, give me a little market update. That's a tall task, Dave, but here's the bottom line. Last week, retail sales double the experts' expectations. This week, housing market booming, unemployment dropping. All good news on the economy, David, but here is the other news. Ten days from now, and counting, election. Tighten up the ship. Do not chase growth, look for value, look for dividend-producing investments, and look long-term. Valuable information. You can get information just like that sent directly to your inbox. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. That's flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Sign up for the captain's blog there. Comes in video and in newsletter form. Dave, you give all the good information just like that each and every week. We try to keep current, Dave. All right, that's it. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FANRASIPC. I, I know you want to. Uh, I know you want to get to foot job talk soon, but just quick take: Do you believe the bullshit by Bruce Arians saying that it was his call to get Antonio? Oh, like, that, that, he had nothing to do with it. That's incredible. About you know, if Brady continues to win and put up forty-five and throw four touchdown passes, he can be the GM. He can make the calls. That's fine if you're winning, but if they, if Antonio come, Brown comes back and he's and he joins them, I guess this week, and it blows up on them, it is going to be the most embarrassing thing Bruce Arians' life because we know he's on record saying it's not a good fit. We don't want him. He got overruled by his quarterback. Brady signed Antonio Brown. That's what happened. And again, if you're Brady and you're winning and you're scoring forty five and you're you know, among the league leaders and everything, and you're, you know, doing what you're there for, um, doesn't matter. You get to make that call. What a greedy bastard, huh? Like you, you already know. have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, two top ten quarterbacks on your team. Gronk and, is and, and Gronk is still functional. Like you still can get the job done. Like you, you have Leonard Fournette. Like and you want you need Antonio Brown too. You son of a bitch. See, I I tweeted this and took a lot of grief. Obviously, uh, Colony disagreed, but but you're missing my point. I don't have a lot of friends. I was, with, said that several I was times. with a group. I was with, a, uh, I don't know, six or so friends uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they were all, I was surprised. They were all rooting against Brady. And they love Brady. They love what he did here. But there's a feeling like he's, uh, 
uh, overdoing it, you know, like forming a super team and, you know, sh- getting a little greedy, like you just said, and they don't want to see him, you know, kick ass for the next, you know, 10, 12 weeks while the Patriots struggle. So they're not rooting. For, they, they love him, but they're not rooting for him. There's, I got so many people tweeting at me, say, I, I root for him. I love him. We're rooting for Tampa Bay. Um, obviously it's split, but it makes it much, much worse, as you say, when you're watching Cam Newton struggle. You're watching this team, um, this this Patriots team, uh, just hit rock bottom. I mean, there are only two teams with longer losing streaks, the Jets and the Jaguars in the NFL. They have lost three in a row, and, there's, company. and they're playing Buffalo, and suddenly the division doesn't look so easy anymore. It just looks like it's going to be a long year. And every time... Uh, Newton throws a pick or skips one in the ground. You say, "Boy, you know, maybe a forty-three-year-old Brady wasn't wouldn't have been such a bad idea." I don't think every you know it's probably split. If we did a poll, it's probably split on people. Are you rooting for Tampa Bay? At the end of the day, Jerry, I just there's only so much of my time with the election coming up that I can even give a shit. Like the thing is, I'm just over it. Like I'm so much more into the election in eight days than I am to the New England Patriots. I don't know about you. It's a, but it reminds me of you know LeBron James putting together a super team in Miami. Nobody rooted for them. I mean, it's like it feels it's like rooting for Alabama. You know, he gets all the best recruits. You're rooting for Nick Saban, rooting for Tom Brady. Now you might love the guy, but it feels like I don't know, like he's a little greedy, bringing in everybody, bringing in Gronk and Antonio Brown and anyone else he can get his hands on, and and loading up. Um, but it'll be fun to watch if he stays healthy and he's winning in December and he's winning in the playoffs and the Patriots are battling the uh, dolphins uh, or, or battling the jets. What if the jets start winning? Yeah, that's a big, what if they're not going to start winning. They suck. <laughs> they're so bad. Luckily we have the jets. They suck. Uh, so I take it Colin that you're rooting for Tom Brady. I am definitely rooting for Tom Brady. I, I don't, uh, I mean, I got nothing else to root for. I don't expect anything. out Next year, Jerry. You're going to root for Antonio Brown? He's such a punk. He's I such know. an asshole. He does He's suck. Good, like, of all, pe- of all people to get, like, the, the third, fourth, fifth chance, Antonio Brown, for Christ's sake. It's just good, it's man. awful. What are you going to say? Yeah. By the way, are uh, you ha- if, if you're Mike Evans or Godwin, are you happy about that? Or, or Miller? No, that's what I'm saying. It's like, we're not enough for you? Like, well, you know what a prima donna asshole he is. That If, if you got to get him the ball, he'll be bitching. And, I mean, Brady knows that, so... We'll see how that goes. I'm telling you what, they're the most uh, watchable team in the NFL. Well, there's a lot of them. Seattle, Arizona. Arizona's very watchable team. Kansas City, man, there are some teams that are really uh, watchable and exciting and interesting, and the New England Patriots, for the first time in 20 years, aren't one of them. They are bad. They are boring. On both sides of the ball, the defense was terrible. I mean, how easy was it for uh, for San Fran to run the ball down their throats? It was their linebacking course stinks right now. Uh, Speaking of down their throats, Jerry, have you seen the Hunter tape? Uh, I have, but apparently you haven't. Uh, I, I got that on my list. I know Cullen ain't saw it. It's, I'm just watching the clock. I got remote learning. We haven't even talked about Hunter yet. We're talking about sports. You got plenty of time. I'm watching the clock. Um, and if you have to leave, just leave. Go, go tell your kid about – about Hunter Biden, teach you know, because <laughs> it's like history. It's a history lesson. Tell your children, tell all the, the your children's friends, tell them about Hunter Biden and what he's done, you know, to embarrass the family. But it's incredible. It's getting a little frustrating 
I'm watching again Trump with uh, Leslie Stahl in 60 Minutes, and uh, I, I thought it was stupid that he sat down with her. She's the enemy. She hates him. She's every you know, CBS wants to defeat him. I know he gets enamored of big names in New York Times and you know big uh, uh, 60 Minutes. So he sits down, but he did it right this time. He called her out. He recorded it, videotaped it himself, and released the video before 60 Minutes. Pissed off 60 Minutes. It was a very Trumpian move. I'm not sure whose idea it was, but it was a great idea. But uh, before we get to Hunter, Leslie Stahl, uh, we said last week, two weeks ago, that in most walks of life, you have to retire when you're like 80. You get to be a Supreme Court justice. You get to be one of the most important people uh, influential people in the world when you're 87, or you get to be a congresswoman like Diana Feinstein or Chuck Grassley when you're 87. You can't even teach school at like 65. You can't be a fireman. You can't be a janitor. I, I mean, most public employees have to retire, right? Yes, they do. Well, not only can you be a Supreme Court justice or a congresswoman when you're old and senile, but you can be a 60 minutes correspondent because Leslie Stahl, I'm sorry, her best days are behind her. This exposed her, which again, I, I commend Trump. He, I exposed her. She was so ill-informed. She was so like unprepared. She was terrible. I mean, she's literally going, he says, we have the best economy whenever I had. And she goes, yeah, you know, that's not true. And he goes, what? Yeah, it's true. And then he talks about, they spied on my campaign. Oh, they did not. That's yeah. a response. I mean, this has not been vetted yet. The the, right, the New York has not been vetted. It's like, isn't that your job? Isn't that right. what the media does? Well, you let me ask them? you this. You watch the media as close as I do. When have you ever heard them say, we can't do that story? It hasn't been verified. Yeah, well, verified. They, 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 they literally, like oh, three weeks ago, were running with the story that Donald Trump was saying mean things about dead soldiers because an unnamed source with the Atlantic said so. Right. And everybody they, they, knows they just made it up, but they ran with it anyway. And Biden used it in the debates. They they played a Melania tape that her friend, you know, secretly recorded. They ran with his tax returns, even though it's illegal. Anything and everything to hurt Trump. It's going to be great in eight days. I'm telling you, people, listen, guys, don't get Donald Trump is going to win re-election. He's going to win it by around the same margin that he won two years ago. They might not call it on election night. He's going to win re-election. Like, don't let any of this stuff get to you. It's all just mental. They are out in full force. The voters, the people that actually matter that are going to determine this election, they're voting for Donald Trump. Yeah, I'm, again. I'm worried because I realize the numbers are very similar. I realize there's no enthusiasm for Sleepy Joe and even less for Kamala. By the way, Kamala is, in eight days, might be essentially elected president. She has yet to do a press conference. She has yet to answer questions from the media, except, you know, these pre-packaged things like 60 Minutes, who are obviously part of her campaign team, and, you know, the cast of Avengers. She's yet to take a question from a neutral, you know, reporter or someone from Fox News. But anyway, anyway, Trump uh, let Leslie Stahl embarrass herself. She's 79 years old. It's time to go, you know, give it up, Leslie. She, she's, I didn't even know that she's from uh Swampskit, Mass. Did you know she, really? I did not know that. I know that, but she oh, embarrassed, God, she embarrassed Swampskit, everyone from Squam, Dave Portnoy, everyone from Swampskit. Charlie Baker. She'd yeah. be embarrassed because they literally put her out there and she did no homework, no prep. She was awful and he wasn't so bad. He appeared, he was serious, he was combative. I liked it. 
And uh, as usual, Biden was, I mean, uh, Pence was excellent and Biden was terrible. But here's what they asked Biden. You know, this thing they're saying about Hunter on his laptop, do you think that's Russian collusion, uh, Russian disinformation? Oh, yeah, it's typical. Yeah. They allow Biden to run with this absolute fairy tale that it's Russian disinformation. They allow him to do it instead of saying, explain that to us. How did the Russians get in your son's laptop? You absolute lying piece of, it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen that the media has decided that the best way to defend their guy, Joe Biden, and make the story go away is say the Russians did it. The Russians? It works with their base, Jerry. They love it. Like Jerry, Okay, and their base are morons. You know, we agree Jerry, they convinced They convinced people that Tulsi Gabbard was a Russian spy <laughs> the second she like crossed, like the second she questioned Queen Kamala. Like the, you don't do that in the party. Anybody who gets and, in the way is Russian because it, it sells. It works they, for their people, you know? I, okay, now let's just establish a couple facts, and then we'll get to Hunter's latest uh, performance. Um, it's not Russian disinformation. It is verified. It's his computer. He signed for it. He tried to get it back. The, the owner of the, uh, repair shop said it was his, obviously we've seen the pictures, the video, everything else. And it is proof, proof that the sitting vice president was taking money, was selling influence to our enemies in communist China. That is, that has been proven. It's not even it hasn't been verified or it's debatable. It's on there. H was sending money or taking money for the big guy. Tony Bobolinsky uh, corroborated the obvious fact that the big guy is Joe Biden. The big guy has mansions all over Delaware. We now know how he takes money from our enemies. He probably has taken millions more than we know about, but we've certainly confirmed that this guy that you know, 65 million people are going to vote for is taking money from our enemies and selling influence and, and selling access to the White House. That has been established. I don't care what Leslie Stahl or whatever that other, Jess, whatever her name is, the, the other one from 60 Minutes says, I don't care what you know the mainstream media says. If you look at the facts, if you look at the emails, if you listen to Bobolinsky, it's it's obvious. It's obvious how this scheme, how this pay-to-play scheme worked. All right, that's not debatable anymore. I realize, you know, you're not allowed to bring it up in the debates, and the debates are over. And I realize Joe Biden, if you ask him a question other than what flavor ice cream you got, he'll walk away. But anyone who's paying attention knows that's been established, and millions and millions of people are going to vote for him anyway. That is an amazing development. Jerry, nobody's going to Biden rallies. It's it's so pathetic, Isn't it unbelievable. It's all just made up nonsense from the media. Like this, they want you to believe it's all part of their talk about disinformation. Their entire thing with Biden making you seem like Trump is unloved and hated. It that's disinformation. Trump is well liked by a lot of people in this country. People are enthusiastic about Donald Trump. How about the rallies? He does this huge rally in New Hampshire. He stops in this town in Maine, which I've never heard of, up in by Bangor, some small town. 2,800 people in this town um, in Maine. And out of nowhere, there was no plan. They just whipped it up like that day. Out of nowhere, like 10,000 people in rural Maine show up. Joe Biden does a rally like in Philadelphia and gets 27 people. 
there's zero enthusiasm for Joe Jerry, Biden. We had a bigger rally for Kirk Minahan in Sherborne Center than Joe Biden has had this entire campaign. And, and, and Kamala's are even worse. Hell, Barack Obama's was, uh, no one went to Barack Obama's rally for Joe Biden. The enthusiasm gap has never been wider. It's like, you know, the gap between the friggin', uh, you know, the 49ers and the Patriots yesterday, this massive gap. But uh, all right, I want to get to the latest tape since you haven't seen it and you uh, have some uh, remote learning to do. But first, okay. first, let me tell you about uh, Shea Concrete. Let me tell you what Shea Concrete can do for you. They can build you a building, Turtle Boy. They can build you a building. You can have your own little concrete office out back. What do you think oh, of that? Uh, do I have to pay rent? No, you buy the building. They build it for you. They oh, so I get the Monica Cannon Grant treatment. Yes, it's a good nice them. Okay. You can keep your, uh, you, can keep your uh, you know, hostages in there if you want. They partner with Easy Set Worldwide, and they manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast buildings for over 17 years, and no one does it better. Precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other modular building applications such as metal, wood, masonry. Shake Concrete Manufactures delivers and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation support. With a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are pre-assembled at their factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their experts. Uh, you know what makes them uh, better than other buildings? They, they can uh, they can build them in the worst of weather because they do it indoors. That's unlike other, you know, wood, metal. They do it indoors, in, the, in their big plants. They build your building. This increases productivity, lowers cost, and gives the customer a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, Simply go to shakeconcrete.com or call them up and ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these buildings. They'll tell you what you need. They can tell you what sizes they can build. It's the answer. You need a building, go for a precast concrete building. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. Learn all about their precast buildings. So the tape break, you got to look in the right places. The cover-up is in full speed, full four of them. High gear, the cover-up to save Joe Biden from this embarrassment one and this revelation that he is totally compromised, totally corrupt. We've learned that now. And the way to dismiss it, one way is say, oh, that's personal. That's about his kids. That's about his son. That's, you know, they're going through a tough time. I understand that's how the media is going to handle it. They don't want to know. But you and I, we're, you know, voyeurs. We're, we're curious. Oh, you're a voyeur. This doesn't... Uh, I guess, reflect on the, vice, the former vice president, although he was enabling him. Let's face it, when your son is a crack addict mm-hmm. and a whore chaser and you're getting him and you're facilitating these deals where you get millions, tens of millions of dollars, you're kind of enabling him, wouldn't you say? Yeah, but do we really? I mean, our guy is Donald Trump. Let's not forget hey. that. Okay, show me the tape where Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump's getting. I mean, he did bang, he did pay to have sex with a porn star. We don't dispute that, right? All right. <clears throat> well, Anyway, we'll, we we now know the pay for place. We shouldn't go there, yeah. But we're going there. Just well, we'll the stick with the corruption, but the sex. I don't know if we want to do that. If we want to start Why sex, not? why not? Are you approved? Our Donald Trump. Our guy's Donald Trump. Jerry. So what? You can, I mean, you could still vote for Biden. I'm just saying, if this were a Trump child, if this were Don Jr. or Eric Trump, 
it would be 24 seven on CNN. They would be showing yeah, you yeah, this yeah. video. But no, not a single person's vote would be changed by that. I, just, you know? I feel like I'm doing the show. I feel like I'm doing the show with Anderson. People actually give a shit. Like, you know, what? I was going to okay. vote for Joe, but then hold I on. found that Hunter had sex with a stripper. So now I just well, can't. Let me, uh, I'll put the question to our uh, our fans on Facebook Live. Does anyone care about the latest Hunter Biden? We have a very unbiased audience. So I'm not saying it. that's how you decide who you're going to vote for. I have I'm never. Is there a single person out there whose vote will be changed by the Hunter Biden? Up for a second, go teach your kid. I want. I'll ask Dave Cullinane because I'm not that. I'm not that wild. I'm not that kinky. I'm not. I haven't. I am. Ask me anything you want. I'm as kinky. Have as you that. ever? Have you ever gotten a foot job? I have never gotten a foot job. It, I'm not a feet guy. Feet gross me out. Okay, so yeah. I just a yes or no question. No, I've never I've gotten, gotten a foot job. I've never. I've seen it on like a weird kind of porn and it never does my it looks so weird it feels like it wouldn't feel right i don't want a foot job so the latest video of hunter biden which obviously all the big tech companies are trying to get make go away disappear i saw lou dobbs tweeted out that's where i saw it. <laughs> anyway he's laying down foot job guy that doesn't laying, like that. I, I, lou dobbs said oh don't knock it till you try it He's laying down. He's smoking crack. This guy's 50 years old, by the way. He's smoking crack. And a woman, we don't know if it's a hooker. We don't know if it's a child. We don't know anything about her because they ble- uh, they blur out her face. But she's got her feet around his his, his little his little uh, little hunter. And she's stroking him with her feet. And I'm going, man, does it get any more embarrassing, humiliating for Hunter Biden? Um, and I guess it does because she wasn't doing it right. So he says enough, and he does it himself, not with his feet, with his hand. I, I would say I would say I agree with Turtle Boy, but the the extent that do his uh, does his addictions and his habit does that lead to then giving compromising information that's to the story. wrong people? Like, that's I think it's, story, it's a yeah. losing. It's not good when you just like start slut shame and hunt. You know what I mean? It's like that's that's not going to help us. How's that going to help I, us win? I I think I got my answer. You're into foot jobs, aren't you, uh, Turtle Boy? So what? So what if I am? You got a problem with that? It's just I'm not going to try it. I'm into anything down there. Anything you want to do down right. there. Or go to town. Right. I got a delicate question. And since we are not, you know, on WEEI with a program director with a button under the desk and waiting for the general manager to come running and say, talk about the Red Sox. We could talk about this. OAN, a One American Network, reported. And I mean, they reported it as fact that there's an underage girl on Hunter's video, uh, on his computer video of her in a compromising position, which is pretty bad. She's 14. It's his niece. They're reporting his niece is on this computer in a suggestive position. His niece, who yesterday went to church with her grandfather, Joe, that girl, Maybe she's 15 now. I don't know. But she was OAN's report. She was 14. Will that see the light of day? That's kind of uh, yeah disturbing. Right. Yeah. I'm sure people are going to take OAN real seriously, Jerry. I'm sure. I'm sure CNN is going to have that. So now we're OAN shaming. I'm not, but I'm just being realistic. Like nobody's going to cover that. 
I mean, I know OAN is not. You're just problem. there's eight days to the election, and you're just grappling onto these losing issues. There's so many good winning issues out there, like opening schools. That is the most winning issue that there is. Like, and you're talking about Hunter Biden's sexting every single every single day for at least I'm going to say three months. We've talked about opening schools. You're saying that a candidate's one the favorite to be the next president, his granddaughter might be on video with his son in a compromising position. And Turtle Boy's answer is, Oh, who cares? Can we just get it's not climate change? Yes, let's talk about climate change. Okay, what are we doing about the environment, Jerry? What are we doing about that? Did you know the sea levels are rising? Did you know that? Can we get back to the serious issues here? No, but seriously, if anything, this is a there's a good portion of America, Americans out there myself included who are like not so bad like hunter's lifestyle real i mean it sounds it kind of looks fun like you get to just be rich everywhere travel the world smoke crack and hook up with strippers like that's the right. I, that. I mean i i'm not i don't know what she looks like but maybe his 14 year old nieces you know that's not good but that seems like, like that's not going to sell i just don't think that's going to sell I'm not selling anything to anyone jeez should be. we're trying to win an election you should be turned, on selling it on like you know rights previous or something i'm just telling you the the stuff that people will don't get to see or hear if they follow the mainstream media they miss this kind of stuff anyway okay we'll move on to climate change <laughs> You know, we'll move on to climate change. Here's what I want to talk about, Turtle Boy, before you uh, move on here to go teach. Um, I think, and I've heard this from all my favorites, including my congresswoman, Ayanna Presley, and AOC, and Liz Warren, we have a real problem with voter suppression in this country. And yesterday, I went out, you know, to see for my, see myself, and some of the 60 million people who voted, and some of the people that waited in line for like five minutes they really feel like their vote has been suppressed. I see the problem, don't you? Yes, it's so ironic. By the way, and they, these lines, they, they realize they're amplified by the coronavirus, right? 60 million people have voted early, which I think is unconstitutional, which is wrong. You're not, be. you're not supposed to be voting before we have all the facts. Hell, people voted, 50 million people voted before the, the, the debate the other night. It's just ridiculous. Um, and somebody was tweeting one of these typical left-wingers. It might have been you know one of these... Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon type lunatics saying that voting is too difficult. Might've been Ayana, somebody, and I'm like, too difficult. There's very few things in life that are easier than voting. Wouldn't you agree? Well, they'll say, cause you have to wait in line. And I'd like to point out that like Donald Trump does not run your local polling station. That is a, all these polling stations are locally run. Talk to the people who run them and they're always happening. You never hear about like, oh, there's huge lines in these red districts. It's always in blue districts. Maybe right. that's because they're run inefficiently because Democrats are in charge. Because Democrats run everything inefficiently. It's yeah. very true. It's always in blue states and blue cities and blue districts and it's if it's if there's a long line now, just wait and go next the next day. It, you can vote for a month. Why would you wait in line? Why would you wait in line for more than five minutes if you can go anytime for a month? It's just absurd. You can't argue. You can't say sixty million people have voted already, and we got a problem with voter suppression. Voter suppression is just like Russian disinformation. It's made up, out of whole cloth. It's advanced by useful idiots in the media and, and, and morons, morons in Congress like AOC and Ayanna Presley. They advance this myth that there's voter suppression. There is none. There's much, much, much more voter uh, fraud. And Joe Biden, by the way, even admitted it. Can you get that sound for me, Cullinane? The other day when he came out and said, we have the most 
the, 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 the operation. We have the best operation for voter fraud. He got confessed. it. Got it right here for you. Here you go. Secondly, listen to we're in a situation where we have put together and you guys did, did it for our administration, the president Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. All right. That's Joe Biden being honest for once. That's uh, Biden Biden saying they have the most sophisticated and extensive voter fraud operation. That is true. We know that. Oh, by the way, you got to get his thing. I just uh, tweeted out last, last night. It is This is embarrassing um, that this is possibly our next president. He can't put a sentence together. I realize he's, you know, they, they, whatever, they coached him up and he made it through the debate. He got his ass kicked in the debate, but he made it through. But yesterday he says, you don't want four more years of George. He meant, he was talking about Trump, but it just came out. Uh, can we hear this one, Colin? Yeah. Tell me, tell me where this came from out of, and it's just bizarre. This is the most consequent, not because I'm running, but because who I'm running against. This is the most consequential election uh, in, a, in a long, long, long time. And the character of the country, in my view, is literally on the ballot. What kind of country we're going to be? Four more years of George, uh, George, uh, he uh, is going to find ourselves in a position where if uh, Trump gets elected, uh, we're going to be uh, we're going to be in a different world. Four more years of George. Yeah, four more George years. We're going to be different world. Right now. What's it's he talking George. about? Washington? I mean, that's <laughs> he voted for. I don't know. I mean, there hasn't been a George in quite a while now, you'd say, right? I mean, it's been not a very popular name at all. <laughs> four more years of George. Oh. And by the way, if you look they at all the own pizza shops, every George I know owned video. Pizza. Look at the video. She's sitting with him, Jill Biden, that awful woman, Jill Biden, who's forcing oh. her poor, afflicted husband to go through this. She's voice. whispering, Trump, Trump. And he that's why he says Trump after the next sentence, because she's going, Trump, Trump, George. I mean, I mean, Joe, Trump. <laughs> At least he came out and said it that like you're not really voting for me, you're voting against Donald Trump. And what I hate most about Biden, what I'm most offended by, is his team, how they try to make him seem cool. Like you know, they try to, they try to make the mask look cool. He comes out to like rock and roll music. It's like, Oh, badass Biden. And you see him walking. Like he can barely put like one foot in front of the other. He looks so he walks old. He's not cool. You know, he hasn't ever tweeted. He probably has no idea how to use Twitter. And you know, whoever the hell is running that it ain't him. At least Donald Trump, you know, it's freaking him. At the end of the no, his, his Twitter is a bunch of fortune cookie slogans. And we can, you know, we have to embrace the light over the darkness and just yeah. silly bromides. And you're right. I, I saw him walk on stage for the debate. And I said, the more he walks, the better it is for Trump because he has an old man gait. He walks he like a he, 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 yeah, he can barely move. He's, he can, you can feel the arthritis every time he moves. He takes us. It's a lot of work for him to take the mask off. Six months. Would you say the over under? I'll say the over under on eight months before it is President Kamala and the dream of the radical left of the. <laughs> <laughs> when 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 does Biden step down and? Uh, Kamala take over. Eight months is your over-under. Oh, Jerry, stop it. Joe's going to be president the whole term. You stop. Now, it'll be like three months. Three months. Yeah, yep. it, it'll be real fast. It's from day one. I mean, she's the, she's, she's, so, she's a terrible, terrible candidate. Terrible choice. She's from New Hampshire. 
She's, she just laughs uncontrollably at anything. She's one of those annoying people. You can tell she's a mean girl. She's, you want to talk empathy. She doesn't care about anyone but herself. You can just tell. You can feel it coming off her. It's a terrible choice. I realize they backed themselves into a corner. Uh, they are uh, you know, into identity politics, so they had to pick her. But what a dreadful candidate. And, and, and by the way, today, today, we have to celebrate. I'll let you, before you go, enjoy this moment, 7 p.m. tonight. Uh, Judge Amy Coney Barrett is going to become Justice Amy Coney Barrett. And I'm going to think of Kamala. I'm going to think of uh, Sheldon Whitehouse. I'm going to think of Ayanna Presley. All these people, their day is going to be ruined. They're going to throw up in their mouths. They're going to be sick, sick, because we have this wonderful new Supreme Court justice. She's 48, I believe. Only look at the bright side, Libs. Only 40 more years of Amy mm-hmm. Coney Barrett. Only maybe 35 more years of Amy Coney Barrett. Thank you, Donald Trump. President Mitt Romney would never have pushed for a Supreme Court justice in the last 45 days like this. Never. So thank you, Donald Trump. And, and as you always point out, if, if the never Trumpers, if uh, you know Bill Kristol and Steve Schmidt and Michael Graham got their way, these three, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, and... Uh, It'd be Sotomayor, Sotomayor, and Sotomayor. That's what would, all, right, would, would all be radical lefties who thinks the kids should be, you know, aborted up till their eighth birthday. That's who you would have on the Supreme Court right now. Fair. Instead, instead, you have the wonderful ACB. I look forward to her taking a bow and taking her place on the Supreme Court. Great, great job, Donald J. Trump. All right, we'll let you go to uh, do your uh, your remote learning. You know what? I think. I don't think kids should be back at school till we have a vaccine. Maybe not till 2022, Turtle Boy. So get uh, get get working on that uh, that remote learning. All right, Cullinane, uh, I think you have this, but my girl Chelsea Handler, two, two celebrities uh, I want to mention before we go. Um, Chelsea Handler, this washed-up pickled hag who is the most active celebrity in this campaign of anyone, tweeting, campaigning making appearances on uh, talk shows. And she said one of the most, you want to see a double standard, one of the most racist things ever, because 50 Cent, 50 Cent actually thought for himself, used his brain. Curtis Jackson used his brain and said, um, under Joe Biden, I'm going to have to pay 62% of my income. He's got a lot of money. He doesn't want to give it all to the city of New York, the state of New York, or the federal government. It's, it's, you know, he's voting on his pocketbook, which is fine. That's what, you know, lots of people do. And they should this, the tax rate in these places, LA, New York, wherever uh, 50 cent earns his money is outrageous. He looked at that and said, I'm with Trump. One of his former, former girlfriends, the hideous Chelsea Handler wasn't happy about this and said she had to remind 50 cent that he's black. (laughs) <laughs> and I and I had to remind him that he was a black person, so he can't vote for Donald Trump and that he shouldn't be influencing an entire swath of people who may listen to him because he's worried about his own personal pocketbook. So I haven't heard back from him yet, but I, I am willing to, you know, seal the deal in more ways than one if he changes his mind and publicly denounces Donald Trump. I might be willing to go for another spin, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's what um, late night comedy shows have uh, become, I guess. I'm huh? just uh, putting on these washed up, these these hideous uh, liberals, you know, Trump haters, and telling you how 
you know, black people have to vote for Biden. And uh, he backtracked, right? Didn't he backtrack over the weekend? And said he's not he's not a Trump guy or anything like that. He had no problems with the headlines that he wasn't willing to pay the taxes last week. But then all of a sudden, Chelsea Handler, I mean, Jimmy Fallon, and he has to backtrack. Some pretty prominent, you know, African Americans have uh, stepped off the reservation, and for good reason. They they say, you know, "What are Democrats? Why, why do why do we relate to them? High taxes, uh, many." Many uh, black Americans are uh, are uh, religious and, you know, against abortion, don't want an abortion clinic on every corner in a black neighborhood. Kanye West has led the way, uh, 50 Cent. And now, I mean, I'm sure you're a big fan. I don't know much about him, but Little Pump, Little Pump has come out and endorsed Trump. Little Pump's a Trump guy? Yeah, nice. Yeah, do you think, you think Little Pump has some sway in the black community? Oh, much more sway than 50 Cent, for sure. Sure. Yeah, Little Pump, that's a big endorsement. Yeah, that's huge. I've always, I often find myself on the same side as Little Pump, and I'm I'm glad, I'm happy about that. Little Pump and and me are in this together, so we're hoping. Uh, I mean, it's, if you asked like some black, you know, devout Democrat, uh, uh, Biden supporter, you know, why? They have a, a, oftentimes have a hard time articulating it. They just say, you know, I hate Trump. But they don't really have a reason. I mean, uh, uh, I guess you know they could be like any other liberal. They could want to get in endless foreign wars. They could want higher taxes. They could want real extremists on the Supreme Court. They could want him to pack the Supreme Court. You could have your reasons, but generally, um, you know, it is they they just view Trump as the bad guy. And when you ask them to explain why, and you have someone like Kanye West or you know Leo Terrell or Larry Elder you know, debating them, they don't have a lot of answers. I mean, these guys like, you know, like Kanye or 50 Cent will give you reasons why they're supporting Trump. And the other argument is you're not black. You can't support Trump. That means you're not black. I mean, how offensive is that? How, how you know, racist is that? She is just hideous. A vote, you know, that's another reason you got to vote for Trump because you can't be on the same side as Chelsea Handler. Ugh, but... <laughs> Anyway, anyway, that's uh, that's the latest for my girl Chels. I'm still waiting to find out where all those Confederate flags are up in Maine. I was up there the other day, did not see one, not one Confederate flag. She said they were everywhere, and I knew where she was staying. I knew where she was renting. There was not one. She lied, but you know, you can do that. You can I'll do that. You. I'll tell you what, though, this kind of this get out the vote mentality, like every social platform just pumping that into our face putting putting uh patriots votes on the field or whatever like just no. it's so overboard for christ's sake no. like, if, you don't, if you don't know that you should vote like just, then you shouldn't be voting well, i do this every year election day or at least every four years i want to make my plea i'll do this right now before we uh, say good goodbye before we wrap this up i beg people out there don't vote do not vote if you don't care enough to wait in a little line, if you don't care enough to do your research, to prepare yourself, and you don't want to go in there and go through the trouble of voting, then don't vote. This should be there should be no plea with people who are un, uninformed or uninitiated, don't have the uh, don't want to take the time to understand the issues, the candidates, the referendum questions. Then don't vote. Why do we feel like people, idiots and morons and brain dead people should vote? They shouldn't. Don't negate my vote if you don't know what you're doing. I think they should have PSAs where football players and basketball, baseball players and celebrities say, 
Don't vote. It's not worth it. Stay home. They should, they should challenge you. If you really want to vote, go vote. If you don't want to take the time to understand the issues and the candidates, then don't. I, I love this idea that it's American to be an uninformed idiot and go out and vote. So you anyway, legit, you legit can't do anything on your phone until you like say yes or X out of something to do with voting. Like I, you walk into Instagram, it's the first thing and you have to like X out of this shit. It's so obnoxious. And they know, I mean, it's a kind of a, a subtle way to support the Democrat because they know people that don't know anything about the issues, just idiots will go out there and vote for the Democrat. When they say, get out and vote, everybody get out and vote. The NBA had the big vote to put push to vote, get out and vote, you know, with all the players and coaches. And then we found out 20% of the NBA players are registered. 20%, 80% of the NBA players didn't even take the time to register, let alone vote. I say, stay home guys. Don't bother. It's not worth it. Don't vote. What is uh? What's Biden's schedule this week? Like leading <laughs> to election day. What's his? Uh, what's it his is amazing. Like? It, it, I, I mean, can you imagine if Donald Trump took a week off and just uh, you know, called a lid and said, you know, I'm good. I'm staying home. I mean, Trump is everywhere, all over the country. Three. Well, he's not. Well, he's not here, and I'm and I'm pissed off about it. So if he doesn't make his first really? appearance on the Jerry Callahan podcast uh, before election day, I will not be voting for him, and I will endorse everybody on the spot who listens to the podcast. Not why don't you uh, reach out to our guy Tim Murtaugh, the campaign oh, spokesman? I, again. I, I'm, I'm closer than that. I'm way closer than that. I was I'm surprised, surprised. They, they dick me around, and I'm not happy about it. I was surprised he took time to go to Maine. That's only one. Uh, delegate or a New Hampshire that doesn't look like it's winnable right now, but he took the time. I mean, he is he is grinding for the last eight days while um, Joe Biden is hiding. I can't imagine supporting a guy who a can't put a coach and thought together, and b is the laziest candidate I've ever seen run for any office. I mean, you don't have any events planned, no rallies, nothing for the final week. That is a guy who's just hiding. And sitting on his lead and hoping that uh, people out there have enough uh, animosity, enough hate toward Trump to, to pull the lever for him. But what a dreadful, awful, lazy candidate he is. But anyway, we will get back to that tomorrow and for the next eight days, eight days away from the biggest election of our lives. It is, it's hard to believe this. Uh, Joe Biden has uh, um, lasted longer than uh, Cam Newton. I thought Cam Newton would at least get us through the uh, – get us through the election, but the Cam Newton era appears to be winding down in New England, which is remarkable. It is, I thought, you know, it would be a fun season. If not a Super Bowl season, it would be a fun season watching him play quarterback for, for Belichick. It, uh, it was nothing fun about yesterday. Nothing fun about yesterday, but uh, we'll see. They get the bills. They finally get to play the bills. We'll see if they uh, are going to get spanked by a division opponent. Are they going to get knocked down by a division rival for the first time in a thousand years? But we'll find out. Anyway, thanks to uh, DCU and Shea Concrete and Allied Paving. Thanks to everybody for listening. Thanks to Turtle Boy for uh, joining us. And thanks to Cullinane. Anything else? Did I miss anything? No, I'm, I've been distracted the whole show with that anchor at that uh, uh, Jeff. Oh, I thought you distracted, wa- were distracted watching Hunter Biden get a foot job. No, well, all those thoughts are in my, all those thoughts are in my mind at the moment. Um, yeah. Most people haven't seen it and they won't see it. You're right. Big tech is taking care of that. I, I, I wonder what the next video was, will be. I think uh, you know Rudy Giuliani is going to be releasing a new video every day. I'm not sure how we can get a lot more embarrassing than 
getting a foot job while smoking crack. But uh, oh, did you watch? Actually, before we go, did you watch quickly? Did you watch Borat? What'd you think? Did you see it yet or no? No, I'm not gonna uh, see it. Yeah, how do you see it anyways? On pay per view? Where is on it? Amazon Prime? It's free Amazon if you have Amazon Prime. Prime. So it's it, no. it wasn't. Mm. I don't know. It was one of those like background movies. It was very predictable. Uh, wasn't as funny, but there were some laughs. And if I you mean, take he, out was, he it, was great, but he's turned into another political hack. By the way. I saw the Rudy scene. I'm going to say this. I'll sum it up for you. It's um, it's not humiliating. He's definitely tucking his shirt in. She's not underage. He's not married. They don't do anything inappropriate, and it's not funny. No. Other than that, other than that, great job, Borat. Great scene, Sasha. Yeah. Baron Cohen. Yeah, it was strange though. Didn't you think it was kind of uncomfortable? Like it was very strange, yeah. but he didn't. Yeah. It didn't accomplish what he wanted to accomplish. Right. I mean, he wanted her him to make the moves on her. But even if he did, he's not married and she's not underage. So why is it so supposed to be so you know, noteworthy? I don't, I don't really get it. I agree. I mean, that was a letdown. That was a letdown. I mean, he was hoping Rudy would step in it. I'm sorry. He didn't say, you know, I'm sure you know, I watched Saturday night live. They had a blast with it. They didn't mention Hunter, but they had a blast with Rudy. It didn't work. Borat. I'm sorry. It didn't work. Anyway, I'll check it out one of these days. One of these days, I'll check it out, and I'll have my full review. But anyway, all right, good job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Cullinane, and thanks to everybody for listening and to uh, checking us out on uh, Facebook Live. You can go on Apple and give us a rate. Rating, give us a review. Apple will probably delete them, but do it anyway. I appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. Can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.